Sobering words, if you listen to that first reading, and then the gospel itself, very sobering. You know, some of you uh, may remember dear Abby or her sister Ann Landers. You know, a person, she was a person who gave out advice to millions of people. She once received a letter from a 15-year-old girl which read as follows, happiness is knowing that your parents won't almost kill you if you come home a little late. Happiness is having your own bedroom. Happiness is having parents that trust you. Happiness is getting the telephone call you've been praying for. Happiness is getting good grades and making your parents proud of you. Happiness is being a member of a popular circle. Happiness is having parents who don't fight. Happiness is knowing that you're dressed as well as anybody. Happiness is something I don't have. Signed, 15, and unhappy. Shortly after the letter was published, Dear Abby received a response from a 13-year-old girl, another one, who wrote, Dear Abby, happiness is being able to walk. Happiness is being able to talk. Happiness is being able to see. Happiness is reading a letter from a 15-year-old girl who can do all three things and still says she isn't happy. I can talk, I can see, I can hear, but I can't walk. Signed, 13 and happy. You know, when I think of today's readings, I think of all that is written in the Bible and of the living examples that we have been given, the superheroes, as it were, of the faith. On September 4th, 2016, the church canonized Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Yes, not a Wonder Woman, but a superhero. And she stood five foot nothing. Mother, I believe, is a good antithesis of today's rich man or the people of the decaying society of Amos's day who drank wine from bowls, or of our own self-absorbed society. We hear that Mother Teresa helped the poor, the sick, and the dying. Like many others, she devoted herself to this vital work. But what sets her apart from the rich man in the gospel, or many who helped the poor, was the way she not only served the people that were in need, but she really dignified them. She really saw them. I believe that this makes Mother a model for the first major theme of Catholic social teaching, the life and dignity of the human person, the person that the rich man, who is unnamed, by the way, refused to talk to or to even recognize him as he stepped over him every day. He knew his name, but he didn't acknowledge him or recognize Lazarus as a person, even after they both died. You know, people often ask Mother why she loved the poor so much, how she could honor dignity in such deplorable situations. In response, 
She liked to grasp their hands slowly, wiggle one finger at a time, and explain, you did it for me. In her mind, you could count the whole gospel on just those five fingers. She was alluding to Matthew 25, where Jesus teaches about the final judgment. Jesus explains that at the end of the world, he will judge people by their deeds of mercy. To the kind and giving, he will say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you clothed me. Ill and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Remember, the surprised listeners asked the Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? And Jesus replied, amen, I say to you, whenever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. You know, for mother, this gospel wasn't a, just a pious metaphor. It described her very life. This was the secret of her infectious joy and boundless compassion. She met Jesus in every paralytic, every leper, every invalid, and every orphan. You know, Tony Robbins was interviewing Mother one time, and Tony was about this tall, and Mother, short. He was that famous motivational speaker. Some of you may know who he is, and he towered over her. He asked her three times how she was able to do what she did. How would you, how were you able to wake up every morning and have a smile on your face? How were you able to pick these people up from the gutters who are in the sewers full of maggots, lice, whatever it is? And each time she answered, Jesus, he didn't get it. But Teresa did. You know, we are told that, that Mother found special value and grace in her favorite form of prayer, the Mass. That's why we're here tonight, because it helped her see Christ in others. She did this by celebrating Mass every morning at 4.30 a.m. For Mother, the liturgy, the Eucharist, was the key to living out Jesus' call to love the poor. In the Eucharist, Jesus becomes really present under the form of ordinary bread and wine. When the priest says the words of consecration, Christ becomes substantially present, even though he's not evident to our senses. The most recent poll said that of all registered Catholics, 3% believe that this is truly the body and blood of Christ. And for those of you who come here all the time and are faithful Catholics, that number is still at 63%. Six in ten come up to here, here for communion and reverence, bow, whatever it is, to a host and a drop of wine. Six out of ten believe it is the body and blood of Christ. It gives us pause, doesn't it? The God of the universe is here with us 
24 hours a day. You know, our faith helps us to see the divine image in the most ordinary form of bread and wine. Isn't it wonderful to have that faith? You know, Mother knew where her strength came from. Seeing Jesus in the Eucharist helped her to see him in the streets. And it should help us too. She said that if we recognize Jesus under the appearance of bread, she exclaimed, we will have no difficulty recognizing him in the disguise of the suffering poor. This is why she could say, I have an opportunity to be with Jesus 24 hours a day. We cannot be in the business of protecting our own self-interest while overlooking the plight of the less fortunate and those who are struggling. We have many of those opportunities here at Seton Parish. I wasn't sure yet. I should have looked. If we have any more shoe sheets and you haven't picked them up, that's a start. At the end of Mass, as Father said, St. Vincent de Paul, his feast day was yesterday. Dig into your pockets. Take from your need, if you can, and put it into those baskets as you leave the church tonight. That will help. That's a start. Finally, Bishop Barron this week shared the story. Cardinal George, when speaking to a gathering of wealthy donors in Chicago in thanking them, was quoted as telling them that the poor need you to keep them out of poverty. So thank God for your donations. And he concluded by saying that you need the poor to stay out of hell. Wow. I said sobering words, right? Lazarus lays at your doorstep in as many forms as there are human troubles. Whenever you encounter him, show him that you have heard a message of great joy from one who is risen from the dead. Show him that the genuinely happy person shares his joy and reaches out to those who are in distress. Show him that you care. In Mother's words, peace begins with a smile.